Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this been back. He's my congressman, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. It's Chip Hoy. Chip, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you, Joe. Hope you're well. I am well. Uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out who's on what side, who's doing what. I know Republicans aren't necessarily going to vote as a block because some want one thing, some want the other thing, which bothers a lot of people, Chip. And you and I have, t- you and I have talked about this for years because the Democrats will circle the wagons, whether you're dating a Chinese spy or if you're lying about Russia collusion, they don't care. They'll still circle the wagons and back up their people. The last thing I think people want to see done in the budget argument, and tell me if you agree with this, is to see us do what McCarthy did with the debt ceiling. You and I were very unhappy about that. There's really no debt limit anymore. Uh, Biden gets another four to, tri- to $6 trillion. When you guys were offering $1.5 trillion. So the last thing we want to see is see the Democrats get what they want again. More Democrats, as you know, voted for that than Republicans. So where are we on the budget uh, discussion right now? Can you, can you fill us in? Yeah, happy to. First of all, let me say 100% agree with you. Um, going down that road, like occurred Memorial Day weekend when that deal was cut, it was not a good deal. That's unacceptable, and we can't do that because we have now missed the opportunity to force change last December when 17 Republicans cut a deal with Pelosi to right. fund government at the highest levels in history. Uh, then we didn't accomplish what we set out to accomplish when we passed Limit Save Grow, one and a half trillion with lots of reforms, and a bad deal was cut, and more Democrats supported it. So here we go. I wonder, right, let me stop you before we do the here we go, because something you just brought up is so is so important right now. 17 Republicans in the Senate sided with Pelosi, and, and the Senate could have filibustered. They could have stopped this deal from going through. The lame duck speaker should not have been choosing the budget for the fiscal year. You and I agree on that. So we saw that happen. Chip, how did McCarthy get rolled so badly by Biden's team? Because I don't know that you guys got anything you wanted, did you? We got very little. I mean, you could say we got a modest 1% cut. And, and for that, uh, we got $4 trillion of debt. That's yeah. not good enough for me. It's not good enough for you. So yeah. so we, we were trying to get bigger reforms like the RAINS Act and, and uh, things like cutting and stopping the stupid uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which right. would bankrupt America and you know give all of our uh, uh, national security leverage to China. So those were all things we wanted to see that didn't happen. So here we sit. Now we've got to use this leverage here in September. And it is my belief that we must, we must cut spending. We must we must secure the war of the United States, and then we must deal with the fact that the Department of Defense has been turned into a social engineering experiment instead of an actual, you know, killing machine that we can right. unleash when we need to. And we got to deal with the Department of Justice. Now there are a bunch of other things we need to deal with and should through the appropriations process, but some of those are just key existential fights. So we, I believe that we ought to be uh, moving forward as a Republican conference united to put pressure on the Senate, and we need to send something to the Senate. Yes. I think 
I think there's general agreement with that, but there's different tactical considerations. I do want to say one thing, no matter who the speaker is, we have 221 members in the Republican conference now because we lost one because he retired because his wife is sick. We have Steve Scalise battling cancer, a couple of other guys that are dealing with personal issues. Basically, if we have 99% agreement among that group, we don't have necessarily the votes because we're such a thin majority. Wow. So when you have Democrats, you won't work with us. I mean, you might have seen an exchange I had even with my friend Henry Cuellar, who is a good friend, and I like him a lot. But we disagree. And as you know, I supported Cassie last year down in the ballot. Yes. Uh, Henry and I disagreed, and we had a pretty, you know, engaging dispute in the Rules Committee on Friday about the border. We don't, Henry and I can work together some, a couple of my colleagues, but in general, the Republican, the Democratic conference, they are not working with us in the slightest bit to truly secure the border, to stop Biden, to reduce spending, to do the things we need to do to get defense focused on defense again, et cetera. So that leaves it to us. So if we have three or four or five guys or gals who aren't with us, then we're stuck. So that's what we've been in for the last two weeks. Well, I, l- l- let me I interject pre- this. Uh, it's uh, Chip Roy, District 21, Republican, great state of Texas. And I want you to continue. But but I want to interject this now because I think it'll be too late if I wait. Is there literally Team CR on the Republican side and then Team pass a budget and make the Senate do something? Are there two different factions in the Republican Party right now in the House? There is a division roughly along those lines, except this. There is a block who would who would be happy to take something closer to a clean CR. And then there's another block of people like me who would say, I don't want a CR. But what I am willing to do is send a funding resolution over as we as we offered and, and, and put together a week and a half ago right. for 30 days with an 8 percent cut with the border security bill that is the best bill we've ever had along with Department of Defense constraints on all the social engineering, send that over to the Senate, maybe with a provision about DOJ too, and and then tell Schumer, look, you either want to, you either shut down the border or you're going to shut down government and put it on him. I think that's the right play while we simultaneously move the appropriations bills. We had a block who didn't want to pursue that path. I'm, I get it. So here we are. And we're in, in, in lieu of what? In lieu of a full budget? And move, yeah, moving all 12 appropriations bills, okay. which I support, right? I mean, I want to do that. We should do that. We should have done that. We've only moved one. We've moved nine, I think, of the other, or maybe t- uh, 10 of the other 11, um, roughly, we've moved two out of committee. But we've still got to move a couple out of committee, I think two out of committee, and yeah. then we got to move these off the floor. So now where we sit right now, I was in the Rules Committee yesterday morning in Washington. I flew home yesterday to see my family today, and then I'm flying back to Washington in the morning. So uh, we were in the Rules Committee, and we put together a rule with four bills in it, DOD, Department of Homeland Security, uh, the State Department of Foreign Operations, and the Agriculture Bills. We're putting that together, and we're going to vote on that tomorrow night, I believe, in Washington. Then we will hopefully move all of those in the subsequent 48 hours. That would fund about 73% of our normal discretionary budget. Then we would try to move additional bills and see if we can force change into next week. We're almost certainly going to hit a shutdown. That's fine. We need to force these issues. Next week, we need to then bring it all together and say, guys, what are we going to put over into the Senate and force Chuck Schumer and Biden to have to answer to? In my view, and this is the last point I want to make, it's the Department of Homeland Security and securing the border is the tip of the spear. You're a Texan. I'm a Texan. I've got colleagues down at the river right now in Eagle Pass. It is a disaster. 304,000 encounters in August. So what I added into the rule yesterday morning was a provision that said, 
we will not send our Homeland Security funding bill, even with all of our reforms in it, over to the Senate until the Senate takes up and passes H.R. 2 and sends it to the president and the president signs it. Now, you know, he doesn't. H.R. 2 says what exactly? H.R. 2. In layman's terms. H.R. 2 is our border security bill we passed in the spring. It's the best bill we've ever passed. And it basically says you will do one of the three things. You will either put people in detention, you will put them in expedited removal under the law, or you will put them in a remain in Mexico program while they try to go file whatever claims they think they have. If we did that and stopped the releases into the country, the flow would largely stop. Yeah, but Chip, you know what the narrative is from KJP and from this administration. Biden wanted a bill when he first took office, and you guys said no. I want you to go on the record with my listeners and my viewers right now, because you told me this before. What was in that bill which made it so ridiculous? Well, which bill? The Biden Biden plan that he wants, and I think you told me this before, correct me if I'm wrong, included amnesty for those who are here. Sure, sure, of course. Yeah, every every bill they put Who wants that? But she doesn't say that when she complains that you guys suck in the House. She says that you won't work with the president. Of course, they want amnesty, they want releases, they want to keep processing people in the name of asylum. What people need to understand, you could build the wall from the Gulf of Mexico to San Diego 100 feet high, 100 feet wide. And I support that, by the way. But you could build it. But if your policies are what this administration's are, which is if you come onto American soil in the river or just across and you say, I'm claiming asylum or not even that, they'll just parole you in. They use a provision of law meant to deal with one off situations. Literally, the law says case by case. And they're using it to put hundreds of thousands of people in the United States. So we're saying you will pass border security. You will stop this crisis. Well, we're not going to fund the Department of Homeland Security. I think that's a good message. Uh, Roy.house.gov. It's Chip Roy, District 21, Republican, great state of Texas. I want to reiterate something you said a little while ago. I don't know if you see my come on videos on Instagram, but I've been uh, doing videos on this that are getting hundreds of thousands of uh, views, and everybody seems to be in alignment with uh, where I think you are and where I am. The House of Representatives, if you have the purse strings and you do constitutionally, if you control the money and you do constitutionally, you can't possibly be to blame for a government shutdown if you pass something. If you pass right. anything to the Senate, it's got to be in Chuck Schumer. Their, their, listen, their ability to spin something through this PSYOP that they've been doing, like you guys are the bad guys and they're the good guys, they're going to try their best. But the fact is the fact. If you guys pass a, a, a bill that says, here's how we're going to fund something, boom, Chuck, it's in your it's in your hands, it is going to be on the Senate. Do you guys have the backbone to let that happen? Because he's going to blame you, and he can't if you passed anything. So I agree with you, Joe, and that you but there was a very important piece to that, which is that we Republicans in the House must pass the right thing. We must pass the right thing to the Senate and then hold that over their head. Then it is on the president. Then it is on the Senate. But if we pass nothing, then they will they will have a stronger argument because we won't have given them something. I agree. The Senate can pass something and send it to us. And they may. This week, my guess is they will pass something that resembles a continuing resolution at last year's astronomical levels. They will add to it emergency funding for Hawaii and Florida and some of those things. Ukraine funding in the billions, probably mid 20 billions. I'm not sure. And then they'll pass something that will sound okay on the border, but will be complete garbage. They will put that in a package and they will send that over. That's my guess. Yeah, but you you realize it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because constitutionally they don't control any of the money. They can pass anything from now until Sunday and twice the following Monday. It doesn't matter. They don't they don't appropriate any funds to anything. So what I'm saying is whatever you guys do is going to be we've done our job. 
And, and I guess what I'm hearing from you is you guys have to have enough people agree or else you can't do that. Right. We have to have enough votes to get it across to the Senate. And what I'm working literally round the clock and have been for about two weeks is trying to cobble together those votes yeah. to build the coalition to get there. I don't know if we can or not. Look, I mean, like I said, it only takes three or four or five to say, nope, I'm out. Wow. And then we're stuck. So, look, it is what it is. You go to war with the army you got. There is absolute unity among Republicans that we need to cut spending. We need to deal with the border. and we got to deal with these changes. It's just the tactics of figuring out how to get there. There's yeah. some divisions. And my job, you send me up to Washington to do, is to fight through that. And that's what I'm going to spend my time trying to do. I can't promise the result. I have one 435th of one half of one third of the federal government. That's what, that's what I got. <laughs> well, well, I, well, you've got a great voice, too. And I think that you're worth more than that. But by the numbers, mathematically, you're right. It's Chip Roy, uh, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. You brought up Ukraine. I want to go there, Chip, because a couple of things happened over the weekend. And I told you earlier, I was in and out of watching news. I had a family uh, a funeral. But um, having said that, I know that Biden, along with Zelensky, said something stupid like we have to protect the sovereignty of Ukraine. And then I saw a report today from 60 Minutes Australia that showed that American dollars, by the way, Trump only wanted $10 billion to finish the wall. We've now spent $150 billion in Ukraine. That's buying them grain. It's paying pensions. It's employing people. We're subsidizing small business so people can get back to work and keep inflation in check. As we just saw, and you know this, 11,000 people illegally come across our border in 24 hours, more than we've seen in recorded history. Chip, what am I missing here? How can anybody, Democrat or Republican, House or Senate, possibly claim they don't have to do something to fix our border as we're sending our American money from our future? My grandkids and yours, are, they will not be able to pay back this debt over to Ukraine to pay pensions and to keep people filling potholes. I, what am I missing? Well, first of all, you're missing nothing. Um, and, and I sent a letter with Senator J.D. Vance and about, I don't know, 25 maybe or so of my colleagues uh, last week. And I put it out there uh, and the Department of Defense responded to it in a press conference. In our letter, we said, basically, you know, Europe needs to uphold its end of the bargain. We want a full accounting of everything that we've already spent. And we want to know what the mission is. I mean, that's certainly what I've been saying we need to do. But importantly, in that letter, we talked about the accounting and, and that we shouldn't be giving more money to Ukraine. And so DOD responded, oh, no, it's all accounted for. It's all good. So we, we sent a follow-up letter, I think, today. I think it's going to be over there by 5 o'clock Eastern. It may be there now, uh, responding to that with a bunch of us on the letter saying, hey, no, that's not true. So I want to make sure that's very clear to all your listeners, right? We don't have a full accounting. Europe isn't upholding its end of the bargain. A couple of the countries are, but not all of them. And we don't have a clear mission. Besides all of that, your point is exactly right. When did Zelensky come to the United States before? December. He came uh, last December was the last time, right? Right, and now he's back again because we're in the appropriations process again. And and by the way, he wanted to speak to you guys, and, and McCarthy said no, right? That that's right. I just want to make sure that I'm clear on on what we're doing. You you don't have an accounting. You're in the House of Representatives where you guys control the money. Um, they say you do have an accounting. They lied uh, in response to your letter. You'll see what the what the response to your response is. And I get all that. But the very basic thing is, and everybody watching and listening knows whether they're left or right. They know we're being invaded. We've got seven to eight million people that have come across the border illegally just since Biden was sworn in, and we're worried about the uh, whether the the dress shop in Ukraine can make their profits this month. Chip, my face hurts. It's making my face hurt. Well, that's the ultimate uh, perspective here that I think every Texan that I represent holds, and frank, frankly, most Americans. Uh, when you've got a president who is more concerned about the sovereignty of Ukraine than our own national sovereignty, then you've got a problem. And one of the issues I'm dealing with today and tomorrow 
is that the Department of Defense funding bill has $300 million, that's with an M, of dollars for Ukraine. Now, that's something we've always had in there since 1994 when we worked to denuclearize Ukraine. Right. So I probably would be fine with that in grand scheme, although we're bleeding a lot of money. I'm not sure we need to spend all that, but I could live with it in an $800 billion bill, except for this. Why are we doing anything additional at this point when we've been bleeding money into Ukraine and our border's not secure? We've got, I think, a building unity among Republicans and understanding that we shouldn't be doing anything until we force them to stop doing what they're doing to us at our border. Right. There are other issues. The Department of Justice weaponization, like I said, the Department of Defense being too woke, vaccine mandates or mask mandates, they try to push back or funding vaccines with their nonsense with COVID again. There are other issues we've got to deal with, but there is nothing right now more fundamental or more existential than literally 11,000 people pouring across our border in 24 hours, 304,000 in a month. Texas is overwhelmed. We spent $10 billion with a B of our own money over the last several years to defend our border. And we could probably do more, different debate, different day, but we've been trying to step into the breach and spent a lot of our precious money that we're not using for property tax relief, for cops on our streets to keep our streets safe. And by the way, Joe, our own Texas DPS has intercepted 330 million lethal doses of fentanyl. That's what's gotten past Border Patrol. It's mind-boggling. It, it is. It's stunning. It's Chip Roy. Chip, I'm out of time, uh, but, but give me 15, 20 seconds on this. Do you know what victory looks like in Ukraine, where we can stop sending money? No. I mean, I've got thoughts for a longer segment uh, about what, what I would do if I were president or okay. what I'd advise the president to do, but no. Bottom line is we need to focus on American sovereignty, secure the border, and we need to hold this administration accountable, and we should not fund it. We should no security, no funding, and that's where my head is. District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. He is my uh, congressman. I appreciate you coming back on, Chip. It's Chip Roy. Go to roy.house.gov. Let's talk again soon, my friend. God bless, Joe. Take care. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. We appreciate Chip Roy always shooting straight. Hopefully they can get it together on the Republican side in the House because they do control the purse strings and they get to make the decision here. Another big hour coming your way, including Kay Smythe. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.